1: Hello everybody, welcome to the What Coach Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Rich Hudson. Hello. And you in Parson. Hello. And my voice is slowly returning to the
2: desk, but not fully. Fifty like percent Scott. Okay, you look like a seventy. On the 70. scale
3: between gruff, generic military first-person shooter <laughs> protagonist and Scott. Yes. Probably about a third of the way through. Yeah, yeah,
1: I was I was Adam Jensening on Sunday, but yeah. I'm slowly getting. We'll back gauge to...
3: it
2: by having a controversial opinion and see how many noises come out. I yeah. D-
1: I, yeah, it depends how well I can pull off a well. I mean, on there. the first so... day you were literally. I'm the guy from Chernobyl. X-rays. Hello. It's like an X-ray. It was a good time. <laughs> like a thousand x-rays So uh, yo, yeah, um, this is something that came from Rich. I forget when you initially mentioned it, but we were talking about different gimmicks in the industry and marketing, mm-hmm. all the this sort of the marketing hokum that we put up with in the gaming industry yep. and how uh, if you look back on the last sort of twenty. 30 years kind of thing, a whole bunch of different consoles have been sold on specific gimmicks to get you in that maybe in reality weren't as, especially as amazingly wondrous as we were led to believe. Um, so I kind of want to have a wider conversation about the appeal of consoles and how uh, where the industry is at with them and things like that. Um, so do you guys think that as an opening question, do you think the appeal of getting a new console has maybe changed over time based on what they can offer the industry? Like, you think about how excited we used to get when we were younger. Like, oh my god, this thing now does 3D, it does mm. HD, it has. It goes online, it does these different things. I
2: feel like the idea that we're now heading to a point where the next consoles are going to be the consoles and that's it. Right, right. This has come at about the right time, because I don't think there's much they could sell in terms of gimmicks mm-hmm. with the next lot of systems, which we will get to, because mm. there is one thing that is prevalent for both the Xbox and the PlayStation yes. so we'll get to that but yeah I think this is about the right time that we're starting to think okay we're, we're kind of sick about getting a new one every I don't know, it's every seven or eight years mm. but like people are like oh here we go, we go I've just got my PS4 I really like my PS4 especially with a half step system like a PS4 Pro yeah as
3: well. I was gonna say yeah I totally agree I remember the transition from back in our old naive days when I was uh, nine years old in 2005 oh good uh, lord yeah you and I was and I was uh, 10 oh there we go <laughs> and the transition I remember from the Xbox the Xbox 360 that it was so exciting to me I was like oh my mm. god look at the graphics they're doing and it looks so amazing. I remember being blown away by the admittedly now janky looking Marvel Ultimate Alliance. And I saw the different textures they can get and I was like, oh my god, it's so shiny. Yeah. And uh, again, I had that same kind of feeling going into the PlayStation 4 and stuff going on from the uh, Xbox 360 and, and PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm kind of content now. I think yeah. the thing is, with, with those previous two advancements, it was very much a graphical thing for me and also the power and different mm-hmm. features that you could have. Um, but I I am content. I've kind of plateaued. Toad. I don't really mm. see what else. all I want is more games. I'm quite happy yeah. where it, things are visually, if I'm yeah, being completely
1: I, honest. I us make like a film comparison because like over time, if you go back and look at Hollywood history, obviously, you know, the, at one point color came in and we had a different sound and then HD and whatever. And I think that at some point the technology just gets there. It's completely capable. You can give it to a, a bunch of different production crews and they can make their movies. And so I think that once that, those things are in place, a lot of um, Hollywood these days has fallen back on a, a lot of gimmicks, a lot of mm-hmm. like 4D and D box and things like that. Things that are just meant to get you you in that you know aren't really that intrinsic to the experience they are very much bolted on Um, so that idea of like like, yeah like where else do consoles even go like where do you guys what do you guys Think we'll get in the future it will just be
2: that'll be it the, the, the as you said it's just a plateau mm-hmm. we've reached that point it's like uh you know playing through god of war on my very 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 bog standard ps4 that mm-hmm. game is beautiful yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like yeah i could see this like running better on a ps4 pro but it's like it doesn't I, i'm fine with what i've got like, as I said, if games think... continue to look like this i'm okay yeah do you think we're missing anything because i remember when we left to ps4
1: mm. and xbox one and it was like oh now we've got social media features and i was like okay sure but I wasn't, like, missing them. I wasn't, like, asking for them or anything. You I could take the 360. I think, I
3: think it's, it's the case of, like, you're just looking for the... It's the little details, mm. like, backwards compatibility. I think the, have, the ability to have your entire library on one a machine whole legacy is, console. is a big thing.
2: That's the gimmick they can sell with the next gen mm. is a yeah. legacy. And I think that's, that's what proves it to be a plateau. Because you can't really... If you're going to go for a full legacy, you mm. can't really go, here's a legacy system, and then the next one is going <laughs> to be a legacy system. A legacy is there when yeah. it's there. Mm-hmm. It's solidified and then from here out, it's just the same same old stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's more
3: about practicality and functionality to me at this point. It makes practical and functional sense Mm. to have everything I own playable on one console, and it also makes sense for it to not fucking Run out bloody run out of uh, of of uh memory. I did a bad word. Oh god, I'm panicking. <laughs> but like running out of memory at like it's a certain okay, point is like the worst thing ever. Like yeah. it's it's I can't tell you how frustrating it gets trying to play uh different going through cycling through different things in your library and then mm. your PlayStation 4 is like looks like you don't have enough memory there, <laughs> partner. <laughs> and I'm just there, like is oh, that's PS4's. Yeah, sounds. it is. It's a really patronizing. <laughs> too old... much red dead yeah, it's it it's yeah.
1: To be fair, though, I mean, that was one thing that they led with this generation, the whole the the sort of, I mean, obviously, Xbox put their foot in it and sort of mm-hmm. try to go down the whole digital license route and everything else didn't really work. But that whole idea of everything being digitally downloadable, the hard drive sizes that we started with were nowhere near capable of storing an entire library. Um, but do you guys think that you because for me, I was going to talk about getting getting stuck in the hype where it's like, there's a new console coming around and it gets hyped up and it's got all these new features. And it's just that idea of what a new console means to the industry. I think that that's kind of got slightly less. But um, did you over time when you guys were younger, did you yours by the systems the first with the second they came out or were you a
2: more conscious i was very Go, okay. Going through with consoles when I was a kid,
1: I was getting up. them at midnight as soon as possible. I, know you.
3: <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a generational thing because maybe. the whole thing when I was growing up, I had a Dreamcast when I was four, and that was my life. That was amazing. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. like that, that opened up a whole new world of possibilities. I didn't even know games existed <laughs> before the Dreamcast. And I got that, and then uh, I got the Xbox. That was incredible as well. I was oh. like oh my god, I can definitely see the the, the uptick in, in functionality. Mm-hmm. And my dad was kind of the one that really led the way. He was like, you "No, know, the, the Dreamcast is it's the most advanced thing on the market that you right. can get as a console. You'll definitely you'll enjoy that." The Xbox, again, more powerful than the PlayStation 2. You'll enjoy that. Mm And when it came to the 360, there were certain, you know, different aspects of it where the main thing it was sold to me was this is. The better thing at, that's available at the time. Yeah. And I was always patient. I never felt the need to upgrade immediately after. And not mm. that I would have a say in it anyway, because who has 400 quid lying around when they're they're eight or nine? <laughs> exactly, that's that's yeah. completely true, bonkers. Um, but it was always a case of I'd wait. And I've always adopted that approach mm. ever since I've waited one year to, to invest in the next generation. I know. And um, I think maybe... That kind of falls back into that old discussion we had about the con- the game industry um, kind of punishing its most loyal customers. Mm. Because mm. I'm s- I even waiting a year to get my PlayStation 4. I still feel a little bit kind of chagrined to have to see all these new different versions of the PlayStation and mine's here rattling and going. <laughs> it's <laughs> like the chitty chitty <laughs> bang bang of like all the PlayStation running out of memory. It's just running. It's that. dying. It's coughing. It's spluttering. It's like. <laughs> like that each time I boot it up it's basically like the penguin from a Toy Story 2 Wheezy Wheezy
1: which is just me right now yeah Yeah, exactly
3: (laughs) and I think maybe I'll jump onto the next console cycle Mm. very very quickly Mm. mainly out of necessity I think because you know what we do as professionals but Mm -hmm. also it's a case of like if I could wait maybe I would my main anxiety is will you still even if we are plateauing will they find a way to make it so that the first one isn't
1: perfect well I mean that's there's a total business reality there's there's a whole term called planned obsolescence yes totally worth looking up. and a lot of companies light bulbs yeah yeah, yeah, a lot of companies don't want to give you something for life because there's no point they won't be able to sell you anything else and obviously um, one of the biggest companies that went against that initially was Apple and the Macs are known for that and whatever but most products have a expiry date even if they're not necessarily very well known um which yeah once if you get to the the one system to rule them all kind of thing then does it become like films where like consoles are just like uh, film chains and you'll every everything is available everywhere but then it's just personal preferences to where you go to play it
3: you raised in a discussion we had a few months back about consoles being more like PCs and how you upgrade them we that did way And, and do. optional upgradability, which yes. i think is how mm. they probably do it. we did do a podcast it. on
2: that yes. quite a while ago mm. and it's it's always that uh the thing about consoles is uh, there's the ease of access to them. Obviously, I know the whole you have to install a game and download mm-hmm. it. That's, that's like past that point of like deciding to buy a console. Mm-hmm. The thing about that is, it's then taking like companies actually making those upgradable parts not so much affordable because they wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Uh, same as buying PC parts. Mm-hmm. I know this firsthand from literally two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, it's just, it's just that, that side of it is, it, can people really be bothered? Like, I think mm-hmm. if this became a new plateau, it would just be a case of half-step systems. Mm-hmm. Every couple of, maybe every couple of years, to be like, okay, here's this one with a bit of an upgrade to it. That's why you don't have a PC2. It's the same thing the yeah. whole way through. And if you don't have enough specs to play a game, you just get the new bits for it, and you go from there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about as best as, as close you'll get to consoles becoming PCs, mm-hmm. is you'll just get the... Like, for example, if you bought... Um, You've got the PlayStation Five, or they call it the PlayStation, as yes. we've theorised before. With the five in the middle. With the play, the play f- Five Tation. Oh, play Five awesome. play f- Tation. You've seen Driver, Drive, Drive Through Europe. Yeah, and, the fa- and and Fan Force Stick as well. It's always a good, always um, works. Like the, it, it, they'll say, you know, oh, if you got this, you know, the, the this model, you've got the place, mm. the Play Five Tation V two. Yes, <laughs> for example, <laughs> it's like Super Yes, edition. it still plays all the games from two thousand and twenty onwards mm-hmm. uh, but if you're playing a 2023 god of war 6 you need to have the play 5 tation v3 or, or <laughs> yeah, higher you know kind of kind of like how with like with um with max as an example you need to have a late 2011 imac or onwards to install the new imac OS X software i don't know because i don't keep up with mac anymore yeah i don't but like that. that's i think that's kind of how it will go in terms of pcs in terms of like hot swappable components that's it's, it's a lot of faff for the actual uh Produ- the companies producing these systems, mm-hmm. but it's also, also a lot of faff for the customer. Like you know, not to not to make a big generalisation, but that's one of the things we'll get to about uh, explaining about how they marketed it. Mm. They come up with all this teraflops bollocks <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Look at how many teraflops the Xbox One X has. People don't know what that is. It's just I a don't buzzword. know what a But the thing is, is it's like a few when when
1: you w- when
2: you're looking at like a part, says, "Oh, this is your new graphics processor. You know, slot this in. This mm. one actually has this many compared to this many." People still won't know, and that's when it just becomes more confusing. Mm-hmm. That's why people get scared off by PCs because there's a lot going on and yes there is a lot going on but you can't expect everyone to get their head around yeah, that and course. that's why I understand the appeal of of a console that just does it as it is but that's what I was half do. step will be happening with the next systems but I don't think it's going to be like you've missed out unless you've got the half step they're going to mm. have the half steps because things will slow down things will improve because PCs are going to keep better and better like the, sp- the power they're going to get behind them and you know consoles are always following in the footsteps mm. they're going to keep growing as PC does as well yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's going to be half step systems my, my, my hypothesis is going to be half-step systems from here on out, mm-hmm. but it'll be the same system.
1: Right, because that's the thing I was going to say in, in terms of like the, the the hype cycles around consoles and the idea. Oh, the consoles! The, the industry tends to respond more to the consoles. That like a lot of the advertising is done through consoles. You very rarely see like as much effort put into like, oh my God, buy the next PC chip or whatever it is. So like, if you're uh, if you're chained to that sort of that the way that the industry sort of rolls out, you didn't. I don't think you bought consoles as much as we did because you had the comfort of the PC. I had, the, that yeah, thing.
2: I had a PC a lot when I was growing up I still had consoles as well but mm. my main sort of output was PC so I've never you know I've understood the generational gaps and the changes like I I had I played on the PlayStation 2 a lot and then I got myself an Xbox 360 mm-hmm. I must have got it in 2010 I want to say I got Ooh, my 360 wow. bit a late. Late, bit late in mainly only because really I got uh, my friends talking about my multiplayer too I was like cool gonna get, gonna get that and <laughs> uh-huh. um, that was when I got my 360 and then I think the earliest I've got on a console to its launch date was I got a switch in uh, Christmas of 2017 right. So, x like what eight nine months into in terms of, the life of like cycle. A, in terms of how close it was to launch. Yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. I've never been a day one for a console thing. Because
1: that's the thing in terms of like a mentality going forward, it would be the PC mentality where it's like you don't even have to think about the next big thing. You, you already have the thing. It's just that's, that that, that's it exactly
2: better. where I am right now because yeah. I literally just in the last week and a bit I have upgraded my PC entirely. Right, and I've gone all out with it. Um, and this thing's, this, this thing's gonna last me for quite a long time. Nice. Do you
3: have a question in Go kind on. of servicing the little itty bitty upgrades that we'll see with, well, ostensibly see yeah. with these uh, yeah. these new console cycles. Are we going to see more stupid bollocks like the um, Xbox seventy pound uh, elite gamer controller that they unveiled at E three? Yes. yes, that's
1: probably a really good controller. I've not I, played I, one. It, it could expensive. be the
3: best controller be, in the is world. Is it v V two or just? The but AV it did not deserve. The, the it all. did not deserve thirty seconds of their presentation. No, and they didn't deserve. 150, 150 quid for a controller. 150 quid yeah And ludicrous. they completely under, They completely masked the price point as well Like this is the This is the only way You can, you can use the controller It's like but what about Your old controller Oh that's fine too so why, is, why are you making it Such a it,
2: Again it's kind of It's kind that's of like that it's, it's, again. Yeah again yeah. Like I you know I, I happily bought a keyboard Like a couple of years ago For 130 quid mm. A keyboard And most people are like
3: I'm judging Why though
2: had You've lots got of, had lots of RGB lights mate It was awesome Issue of something but if it's like, not, th- there, is, nope. there is that inherent quality. Like, with, with, a, with a new controller, it's like, yes, you get these extra bits and pieces. But for me, like, I know how, like, for example, like, gaming keyboards are produced and, like, why they cost so much. Mm-hmm. And it is justified. Maybe not, though maybe the, the profit margin is probably quite... St- Still quite steep, yeah, yeah, But when I look at like the Xbox Elite controller, I just think 150 quid for that.
3: Honestly, yeah. it, has a, it has to be. It has to able to clean itself. I, like if it can get rid of the, the little <laughs> gross stuff yeah. in between the little the little crevices of the <sighs> controller, then it's worth the price point. I and mean, you, you can do take the
2: thumbsticks off the Elite to make it easier to so sort of <laughs>
4: that They
1: need to make a controller that you just push a button and, put and then it just vents itself and blows all that stuff out. <laughs> out. Just of so back gross. to the future when he
2: yep. squeezes his Now drying your yeah, controller. Just give ah. it a put, it, put it in the corner and it just sort of vents and cleans itself.
3: That's that's the next evolution of gaming for me. Is getting rid of the crud from your your tech. It'll, it'll, oh. be, it'll be
2: like it'll be like a, like a Wallace and Gromit arm that comes out of the controller with the big white glove and it goes now <laughs> now wiping your Dorito covered face. Uh. I would happily take that thing. <laughs> um, that's a nice
1: little segue to quickly talk about gimmicks. We talked about before the idea of like you know that that difference between software and hardware and why you would invest in a console. Um, so like I highlighted Nintendo. I'm going to go into some specifics in a bit, but mm-hmm. Nintendo. If you look up the history of Nintendo gimmicks, there are so many. From like Rob that came with the original NES, where or you could get Power Glo- Glove now and the you're Virtual Boy. Power. Um, even with the GameCube, it was like, oh, you know, it's portable. It's got it's a, got a handle. handle. I mean, why that would was, you ever need a handle? And
2: that that and, was wicked, you know. man. Come on, was
1: it wicked? Yes, I know it anyone was. Liked that
2: thing. My mates' GameCube stayed on his living room floor for this entire life, but God damn it, it had a handle. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's wicked. Pick man. It up and take the it one the thing. Kitchen. The one thing Nintendo did right though, their gimmicks. Bar say the Virtual Boy and the Wii U. <laughs> Virtual their Boy. Gimmicks, that's Yoki. Yoki. actually you. Their <laughs> sold. They, were, they were genuine things that actually worked. nine times out of ten, especially in like in the naughties from generation. Uh, seven onwards, mm-hmm. it was basically Sony and Microsoft trying to catch up with Nintendo. Hence why oh, toward, through throughout the seventh gen, uh-huh. we got so much motion controlled tat from oh, Sony and Microsoft. In that, was, in Microsoft. that regard, in yeah, that regard yeah. yeah, that that gimmick that Nintendo have managed to do so well. That's why like everyone was like, oh, the PlayStation Five is going to be a Switch clone. As will the Xbox Scarlet, whatever. Mm. And you know, people can't like it's not going to be that anymore. Mm. But like that's you know, that was a thing. Oh, just, yeah, Nintendo's it, Nintendo's ones landed. Way more than uh, the, they fell.
1: Yeah, some. I think the ones I just mentioned, I, I don't think did. And I think the like, but something like the motion controls, yeah, that was that was so stratospherically popular that obviously then you got the PlayStation Move and the Kinect, which yep. didn't do very well. And even on, on the Wii, like, other than some select first party stuff, there was hardly anything that supported motion controls that did it well. Yeah. And even in, on the Wii, they had to release the Wii Motion Plus to sort of get it working again. Um, but the idea of gimmicks playing into hardware, is that something that ever got you guys excited over time? Or is it nearly always the game? I think
2: HD was the first proper time I was like, okay, wow, you know. Okay. Like uh you know, I love the PS Two bits. Played it a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and then when I could finally have a, a HD TV and my Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, mm-hmm. which had a HDMI Tetris pieces in HK, yeah. hey? a- a- HK HD. Didn't, didn't actually have Tetris for the uh, oh, Three Hundred and Sixty. So try again. I wish. Uh, but like seeing that for the first time, I was I must have been in in an airport lounge when I first saw a PS Three playing Gran Turismo. Was it? The Would first have been one yeah. for PS3, seeing that in like what must be like 1080i. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I, like, yeah. I think blown insane. away. That was yeah. the first time I genuinely thought, "Good God!" I've never amazing.
3: had to wear glasses, but I imagine the Switch. From like non HD to, to getting <laughs> that first, hit. and you know the really hilarious thing is, I got an Xbox 360. We mm. didn't get a HDMI cable for like another year or two. Well, At, really playing like, through like,
2: composite. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh yeah. And then like I remember getting plugging the HDMI cable, in, and I was just kind of like, I just wasted the last two years. I think, of my I, life. Yeah,
2: I think after we had the HD jump, um, that was the last. Like, I that's I say, one of the most I seismic, true yeah. like things they could really sell mm-hmm. on because I mean mm-hmm. N- Nintendo didn't actually start HD until the Wii U yeah true so mm-hmm. they, you know they're, they're quite happy doing their own thing but like mm-hmm. that was the fir- that was the first time I thought a gimmick could mm-hmm. be sold to you properly from mm-hmm. there on it was more like you know the seventh gen. after they got hd out of the way and everything became hd mm-hmm. oh motion control was quick let's try and jump on this mm-hmm. and obviously this gen yes it's graphics like definitely like it looks in games uh, look the best tracing. they've ever done that's next generation actually <laughs> oh well um like that's incredible but mm-hmm. that's where it's like okay now but now you're going to try and start pulling something out of your ass mm-hmm. hence why we then had 4k
1: but then we can get on to like we're, we're going to go do a whole rundown of some specific gimmicks and stuff but i think all uh, or like gimmicks that didn't necessarily work but one of the things that I thought. Was was so lush about the Switch was just like it, it. Obviously, Nintendo have always been a toy company, but mm-hmm. like um, looking at the Switch and going, "Oh yeah," like I remember like really getting excited about functionality, not just the games themselves. Like I think that's yep. how rare mm-hmm. that idea of uh, a system being sold on a gimmick is, mm-hmm. and I think Nintendo with the Switch is one of the only examples that pulled it off in the last like ten years or something. I yeah, think I, I think I can sending. trace
3: back my apathy for console gimmicks back to when my dad got us uh, the steering wheel and pedals for oh, the old, shout. and yes. I remember. Uh, <laughs> just like i i remember like being really, I was like, yes, I can actually drive. Can I, drive can, now. I can drive, and I was too small for my feet. My feet couldn't oh, reach the pedals. I had no. some of those, so my, dad had to, my dad had to do. It. And then when, I was, <laughs> and when my feet could reach the pedals, I was, you'd pushed out, and right. the thing would get further away from you. So yeah. there, <laughs> driving,
4: like,
2: no, come back, pedal. I had that for the PS2, I
3: like, was trying to mount it well, like th- th-
2: coffee table and just didn't. <laughs> I, I remember could. just
3: thinking at the time, I was like, this is just a big faff. I, I think I, console gimmicks. I had the VMU on the Dreamcast when yes. I was young, and that was en- that was entertaining and enjoyable. light
1: guns as well,
3: and light guns. light guns are great. I could love that, but like literally everything afterwards I was just like just give me a controller, give me a nice, mm. crisp-looking game, mm-hmm. and I can live.
1: I think that's what some people's response to VR was as well. It certainly mm-hmm. was to me, is like that. Initially, anyway, it was like until you're going to do this extremely well, I'm just going to look at it as a- another sort of gimmick that isn't like as refined enough yet, or whatever. It needs to. It needs the game. It needs to go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Like, um, even though weirdly, the Switch hasn't got anything that is is as exemplary is as demonstrative of the uh, the hardware as something like Wii Sports was to the Wii. Mm-hmm. Like the Switch tried to do one-two Switch, but it's the it is the portability. It's you know the that the thing like
2: they didn't really need to play up on much mm aside from that just the idea that the, like all the hardware did the talking the software didn't necessarily need to back it up at least not something to play into the, the actual like the motion control like mm-hmm. this the removable controllers gimmick they could have just said hey you go here's mario kart split screen boom, yeah. the controllers out of the box job done i do That's think all it, to do. a
3: delineation needs to be made as well with the uh the wii and mm-hmm. wii sports and the switch because if you you know wii sports was very much a casual kind of you know the wii had mass appeal because it was marketed as the console that would get you fit and active totally. and up and running and it was while successful because of that because mm-hmm. you know consoles were demonized for so long for being like oh are you lazy? you're lazy gonna stay oh, inside and do nothing and uh whereas when the Wii came along it was like video games can be your five a day now What's and that? it was like basically the same thing <laughs> they were always
1: my five a day yeah, yeah so
3: like when that came around I think that was the reason why was because it was very gimmicky but mm. maybe more mainstream audiences well, that, uh, and then maybe this again just before I move on yeah, it's yeah. like maybe it's difficult to delineate between mainstream and hardcore audiences now because gaming is so prolific and prominent and mm. can will a gimmick ever resonate in the same way ever again maybe I
1: mean well that that thing that mm. that, that was the Wii Fit that was the that yeah that Fit. got yeah, one yeah. for um, but I <laughs> Mama had the one because um, she just wanted to do the golf mm-hmm. so it was just uh, and like just yeah that, that basic sort of the Wii mode there that, mm-hmm. that double pronged assault but the Wii fit was absolutely humongous mm-hmm. it was just the balance board and like hardly any other games did anything with it um, but I guess mean, one of the final points in terms of um, just where consoles are at now before I start doing the rundown of all the gimmicks that didn't work um, is like yeah do you think we're at a bit of a glass ceiling with hardware and like we talked about the idea of just one single platform mm-hmm. but it's just that idea of where do they even necessarily go
2: stuff will keep getting better it always will Mm -hmm. All the hardware that you find inside consoles will just continue to improve and improve Mm -hmm. and improve and improve over time. It always
0: will. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
4: Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. Well,
2: if it won't get any better. Well, it will. I th- big, we'll, Nvidia rich. and AMD will find a way. Well, they mm-hmm. will find a way.
3: I think it's a subject. I think it's not even a case of like you can an objective measure of this game looks better than this mm-hmm. anymore. I think it will go down to consumer subjectivity because I know there's a big push to you know DRM and like you know go- going always online and yeah. having your library be in the cloud and everything be online. Will we see people acclimatise that? Because I know so many people now who just buy digitally. I I mm. I always prefer owning things, ben. even though living in a you know a flat now, I'm kind of like maybe I'm right. I'm running out of space. Maybe yep. I would do better to switch to digital. Yeah. I think maybe you know the the battleground of ideas in the next generation will be more consumer oriented in the sense that we it'll be about how we consume mm. the media, not necessarily what it looks like, but certainly how. We kind of engage with consoles and gaming.
1: Yeah, I think uh, we'll get to like uh, the idea of like streaming and stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I think it's at some point there is only so much you can do with hardware. Like I said, that that whole filmic comparison. It's mm-hmm. like if the consoles are capable enough. There's only so realistic someone can look in terms of just base rendering power. And then it goes back to art styles to be more individual and things like that. And to then the to the, the uncanny, uncanny
3: valley. Yeah, which hopefully they won't. Absolutely. Which I'm at with the <laughs> remaster of Noir right now. The faces look great. It's the, it's the hair. The hair's just one texture in the remaster. It's <laughs> really think, bad. I, like LEGO pieces, yeah. I think just quickly the
2: last mm-hmm. thing about. like like going past the uncanny valley mm-hmm. is then going into deep fake territory, and that's mm-hmm. getting like people get very concerned about that. So if mm-hmm. we get hyper, super, duper realistic, <laughs> people are then gonna be like, no, nope, no, nope, people can use this in uh, bad ways. Let's mm-hmm. not, let's mm-hmm. not do this. So maybe that's where that ends up. Maybe that's where that that's sort where of, falls of that enforced ceiling of like, yeah, don't go past this because then things could get dangerous. Plus, if if people
1: haven't seen the talking Mona Lisa and the moving Mona Lisa, oh, you should go yeah. watch that. The yeah. corridor,
2: yeah. corridor, digital uh, Keano stopping a crew, uh, robbery. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's anything very, like that it's, is very uh, good, but like, yeah, that's very terrifying. Could go. Yeah,
1: um, so yeah, so one of the things because we, we had a big old uh meeting of the minds and we had some different <laughs> gimmicks that we put together, and we can kind of rapid fire through these. But the first one is just 4K the idea that 4K was going to be so necessary for the uh, the current generation that we're in. Um, but the reality of it, I remember when Mark saying he was standing at the PlayStation Experience and was saying, Look, look this is the way we're going to play Spider Man in 4K, and look at the detail in the background, look at the detail on his mask, and everything else doesn't make any difference to the, the game that you're playing. and Spidey on base PS4 looks phenomenal, so
3: I'm so glad that. The cat I'm hearing this because I <laughs> thought I was going insane I legitimately thought that I was one of the few people who just didn't care about the next right. stage of graphical advancements I literally I'm content with Blu-ray I'm content with, with HD as it is so. it doesn't need to be anymore and and I, I, that's why I kind of just got switched off at Microsoft's yeah. um, presentation there mm-hmm. in marketing you know the Scarlet's just like this is 4K this is the it's best it'll 9. ever be it's, oh we're doing <gasps> teraflops <Rubbish>. this <laughs> bada bing bada boom I don't care that's right. the thing Is like I, I don't care mm-hmm. it's it's I'm fine with where we are but it's and i don't want to go i don't care about going any further I mean, i'm getting really cranky you know, maybe no. maybe the world's just passed me by scott and richardson it's Rich. alright mate know. it's alright
1: we'll get some nice shiny avengers in we'll i'm, I'm the
2: completely way. the same i've yeah. been so happy with 1080p like mm. I, I'm now considering uh, moving to 1440p on mm. PC, which is just ever, it's like, it's known as 2K, mm. right, 2560 right. by 1440. I'm thinking about moving to that resolution now because my PC's got a hell of a lot more juice in it. Mm-hmm. So I, I have the ability to play games at 120 FPS at, at 1440p. So I'm thinking,
4: mm, as well. Yeah. Uh,
2: but like, yeah, 4K, 4K with the console for me, because I didn't I haven't got a 4K enabled console. I didn't bother getting a PS4 Pro. Mm-hmm. I just wanted a PS4, so I got the cheapest one I yeah, could. Yeah, of course. And it's as, as I said, God of War, God of War is a great it's, example It's, it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it looks amazing. I don't I don't need this in 4K. I don't have a 4K TV either. Mm-hmm. I don't need a new TV. My well, like, I... TV's fine. But like the thing the thing about the thing about 4K with consoles with me is the idea that they didn't necessarily mislead you. You were never lied to. But the way that they market 4K is they very much put it right on the surface, but they they hide all of the fine print around. The word 4K, right. because the amount of genuine 4K you get is very little next to none, mm-hmm. and that's it's where I—that's where I have the problem. That's why the, the, looking at next generation of that 8K, absolute bollocks <laughs> might i add uh, ray tracing in the next in the next lot of systems also utter 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 biggest utter bollocks rich
1: Hudson calls out Sony sony <laughs> we
2: call out, we call out everyone, call out everyone. Down. You know, the idea that like oh we've got 900p res 900p up to 2k we're going to scale this right. up to 4k and say it's 4k kind of sort of not really know. Like that's that's when I'm just like okay, you know, you were kind of sold on the gimmick. Yes, it, it does look like 4K. Yes, it does look nice. Yes, it's nice and crispy. Mm-hmm. And the HDR can be really good as well. I will not dispute that whatsoever, but there are there are those moments when you just think, "Oh, you're talking so much So crap. The, the differentiation here
1: is that the difference between native 4K and dynamic 4K, the difference between a game being rendered in 4K resolution and mm-hmm. something being upscaled and being stretched to make that resolution. That's basically
2: yeah. yeah. If it's something there are there are a bunch of games on PS4 and Xbox that I have double checked. Before this podcast, mm. that do run native 4K. Most of the time, they are older games, yeah. or they are capped at a 30 FPS frame rate. The textures are brought down a bit because that kind of the kind of source behind mm-hmm. that console can't actually cope doing native 4K. Uh, you know those kind of textures. Mm-hmm. There are PCs that can't do that because it's still it's still sort of up and coming, and that's why ray tracing on the next gen is even more ludicrous. Right, right. Because that is a whole new technology, and in a real time position, ray tracing is. Very, very strenuous. To put it into perspective, this new build that I've got, my new PC... you got new PC. I do not seen it over Instagram and Twitter. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this, the card itself, just the graphics processor itself, without any power supply, any anything, that thing cost three and a half times the amount of a PS4. Mm. That thing can just about do a ray-traced game in full from 22 years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how strenuous... Ray tracing is. Also, just to
1: outline, ray ray tracing is the new way that light is being processed. Basically, it it treats
2: light exactly like light is in reality. It treats it as a ray of almost photons and then surfaces will absorb light, reflect light, it'll glow, whatever, and then it will be calculated as time goes on. Does anybody need this? Nobody need it, do, it. It does look very nice. Okay. It looks absolutely stunning. Have you but- seen Spinner Cell Chaos Theory? <laughs> that looks really good
3: too. That's got really. It good has light, the noise when he puts some the eye going oh, on. No.
2: I, I guess I bet I guess a summer PC because it doesn't make that noise. <laughs> um, like that, it's it's really really good. It looks amazing. You see Battlefield Five running with with, with RTX on. It's absolutely gorgeous. But right. it's like that idea running at a. You know, console manufacturers won't go any higher than $500. I know they have in the past. That was Mm. stupid. That's about as high as they're going to get. Having something ray tracing 4K at that price point. You are pulling my penis, as it were. <laughs> not going to happen. That is how it was. Simply not going to happen.
1: I think um, it's weird because I, I, like, something like um, with, on Sony's case, like with the PS3, like, again, it was like, oh, it's a 1080p system. But if you look up the amount of games that natively render in 1080p, it, it's hardly any. Even a lot of yep. the main ones, Metal Gear Solid 4, didn't do it. Um, things like Wipeout HD was, like, there was, there was only a handful of games that actually managed to match what they were advertising. So it did kind of carry through with the PS4 as well with the idea of 4K. Um, also, in Sony's case, for the next thing, um, do you guys remember the Emotion Engine? <laughs> Words mean anything to you, young Ewan?
3: Um, no. You were born when the PS2
2: came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. It would have been like three. I was 2000. It was, yeah, 2005. That's when the PS2 came out. 2000. Yeah. Well, I got an Xbox in 2001, 2002. Yeah. Yeah,
2: you were an Xbox child. Anyway. I was. Good. Yeah. their whole thing back then to try and get
1: the PS2 to be this big old deal, as they said that we've got this, you know, because obviously following up the original PlayStation, big old deal. And they said we've got this this chip, and it's called the Emotion Engine. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna stimulate you. It's gonna bring all these different amazing. Is this different the same effects. one Saddam Hussein used? Yes, apparently, apparently, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stockpiling PS2s. If you want to look at uh, Saddam yeah. Hussein supercomputer, then yes, feel free. Um, but the PS2 Emotion Engine. Uh, there's some some brilliant quotes from Ken Kutaragi from back in 2000. Um, he was talking to Newsweek in 2000. I put this in. Um, it was like biggest lies you've ever been told about a a game or something Um, because uh, a quote from Ken Kutaragi who back in 2000 was the head of uh, Sony Marketing back then Um, and he said you can communicate to a new cyber city this will be the ideal home server did you see that movie The Matrix same interface same concept starting from next year you can jack into The Matrix
2: not remotely true that. Not Just just true. to make it really boring the emotion yeah, the, the emotion engine is just the name for the CPU in the console. Yep. That's literally all it but is. But I remember being in school but, you telling know, everybody about it. But the thing is like <laughs> back 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 then they could because that was the that was the kind of graphical upgrade yes. that was completely un- unheard of back mm-hmm. in 2000 like the jump between PS1 and PS2. Sometimes I see a PS2 game and I think it's a PS3 game. Yes. And it's like, actually, Metal Gear Solid this, 2 is, still looks this really good. This is PS2. It's like, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2 is a great example. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing on the PS2. And yeah, they they could play up on that because they genuinely were some incredible jumps. There's still that massive distinction <laughs> between a, like... C- it's just a CPU. Yeah. That's, I've got like, ultimately... to give them credit for the amount of bull crap they managed to pull <laughs> with that thing. It's fantastic.
3: Would the emotion engine have swayed a young Ewan? I remember being swayed by the... When engines were first really kind of, to me, getting known was when uh, <laughs> I, I use the Force Unleashed as an example when they were the going about one. havoc and euphoria and all that sort of thing, and mm-hmm. then you know just oh they they'll react to the <laughs> environment, oh. and it always never seems to be as conducive as they imply. Well, do you
1: remember the demo they did for Force Unleashed because mm-hmm. Lucasarts had the new Euphoria engine, and their whole thing was that it was everything was physics-based, very mm-hmm. havoc mm-hmm. physics, but ev- every stormtrooper would have its own AI. They all mm-hmm. care about that they're there. They all have been realistically scripted and everything. And if you try and take away one of their TIE fighters, they'll hang on for dear life, and you know you, you don't know how they're going to react to everything that you do and I don't know if you did the same
3: thing as me you don't know how they'll react they'll <laughs> grab onto something like, one
1: of their arms will stick to something and then they'll sort of flail around a bit but I remember like mm. picking up a stormtrooper in that game and dangling him next to something to see if you would grab onto stuff to see how they'd react that was all they did they yeah. occasionally stuck to something
3: yeah and that's kind of why you know people have to kind of treat every single Tip bit about this engine will do this. Mm. We're gonna redefine how I always the the phrase that always gets into my skin is we're gonna redefine how you play how you play, how games, you play or, games. Yeah, this is like a game you have never seen before. Play Ooh. your way. And it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just it's never there's never that level of reactivity or, no. or it's never that organic. They can provide the illusion of something being naturally occurring mm. and organic, but it's very rarely ever going to be as. You know, mm-hmm. as intuitive as they. It's think
1: weird because we're all like everyone's obviously like you know living like on this planet for the most part, especially in the West, we're oh fair with overblown marketing statements mm-hmm. and like where we're com- like, we kind of just forgive it and it's like oh oh you with your yeah, yeah. overblown statements that got us in, yeah. but like it is it is kind of ridiculous, especially statements it's, like what Kudrow on. You
3: can know, at, at the worst, at, well at the best it's cliched, at the mm. worst it's misleading. Yes, yeah.
1: which is like they it, always manage
3: to true. tread
2: very very lightly, but that's where it always annoys me. That's mm-hmm. why I got annoyed about the 4K mm-hmm. stuff. That's why I got annoyed about the ray tracing stuff. It's like okay, this is this is really stretching the truth <laughs> isn't it Ooh. just a wee bit um,
1: I've got down uh, 3D on the 3DS which technically worked but you had to get the exact <laughs> angle
2: on the screen and the, uh, the lighting conditions and uh, you couldn't
3: use it for more than 10 minutes unless you, yeah. your brain fell out your nose <laughs> you that. It's, it's,
2: <laughs> I just enjoyed Nintendo completely <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright we'll make, we'll make a
1: 2DS we'll make a 2DS I had a 3DS or I have a 3DS and you'd, I just turned it off because it's, yeah. not, it's not a pleasant the, thing to do. the 2DS is at.
2: so appealing it's been so tempting to get one I like just to have one. one yeah that's what I would and, get uh, but remember. It's it's like I just don't care about the 3D side of it. <laughs> no. Remember
3: 3D on Avatar the game, Ubisoft. No. Remember. You could play
2: Killzone You on could 3D. play mm. Black Ops One on the 360. Oh 3D. yeah. I have a 3D TV. I tried it. It is honestly the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, it was c- to think that the 360 could run it like the real D3D. Mm. I thought was really cool. That was that mm. was such also just like why that <laughs> was such a
1: thing too. Like after Avatar, it was like, oh my god, 3D is the next big thing. And then like I said, Killzone either two or three, which one released around that time, had 3D functionality, which just meant that the the menu
2: was a little bit. Lit. The <laughs> I say all the time the only 3D film that matters is Spy Kids 3 so, I'd, yeah,
3: yeah. I saw that film three times in the cinemas when See? I was young I'm just because gonna it, used, used, it used it?
2: 3D to yes. like throw things in your face and the real D 3D <laughs> is like, look, you can see depth in the screen. Cool. Where, I where, think of any 3D where are things? Like things saw 3D maybe through stuff. Yeah. I think it did. But like, Doctor Gordon
1: in 3D. I like a bit of the old um, Gravity was really good. Uh, That's
3: about it. Jaws 3D. Jaws 3D.
2: <laughs> Literally the only thing I've seen in 3D in the cinema no. was Tron Legacy, which I absolutely love that film. But, but it didn't need it be in 3D. But they didn't. They, yeah, they didn't yeah. yeah. need it in 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I I saw the Doctor Who 50th anniversary in 3D because that would, had to be. That was only in 3D. <laughs> so, so I had do, to watch Doctor,
1: uh, I don't like, no, I don't watch Doctor Who? I don't know. I didn't know he watched Doctor Who. I
3: just go uh, to go have
2: out you seen his new PC?
3: Oh, got, no. He's got a new PC. No, um, I'm so being mean thing, now.
1: Next thing we've got down <laughs> is the... We talked about before. We talked about motion controls. Mm-hmm. Um, we can kind of we can get through these a little bit faster. But there was that arms race for motion controls after the Kinect. Why even we
3: bother? if we talk about Lair? Yes. And the stupid, stupid... You can take your PlayStation controller and side by they side. They'd
1: those controls out because everyone hated it. That that yeah. killed like a potential PS2 exclusive because yeah. no one wanted to control the Dragon Ball. And an amazing development.
3: And an amazing studio as well, by the yeah. way. They were the guys who did uh, Rogue Squadron. Right, um, right. Yeah. So he, oh. that's that's a shame. It was just
1: it was it was a weird time. Lair kind of I think just, does does Lair <laughs> predate the Wii.
3: Uh, I might yeah. might. Oh, they did Rogue Squadron th- afterwards, I didn't thought, they? Right. PS3 yeah. released in
2: 2007. Seven, yeah. Released yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. Wii, were, Wii was 2006.
1: All yeah. those attempts at doing, like, getting you into the game, and you know, like, all the, like especially like I said on, on the Wii side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing that hit the ground the hardest was the Xbox, was Microsoft's attempts, because neither of the connects worked, and they even took a lot Remember of time. Remember Milo. Training. <laughs> Remember
2: Milo and Peter Molyneux? Damn it, Molyneux, the 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 king of the gimmick, Mr. Molyneux. The thing Molyneux. is, like when you actually when you boil the Kinect down, the tech inside the Kinect was absolutely unheard of. Like right. people, so many people, people still use the Kinect now. The OG. Uh, 360 mm. Connect. I, I still remember in Project Natal that was such a much cooler name than Connect. Mm. I yes. thought um, people used that because the way that the technology worked was so was really advanced. Oh, yeah. People used it for like scanning 3D models and doing stuff with computers for it instead mm-hmm. of playing with for games. It's a fantastic piece of kit, but it's just like who wants to play a game and go right? You can control your character by doing this <laughs> and swaying from something. <laughs> that. that was
3: incredible. That when Lucas Art announced that Star Wars game, it's like you could maybe 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 the Connect will justify its existence mm. now. You know, you got you. I've always wanted to pretend to wield a lightsaber and. Okay, yeah. and just a matter of just going and then, and then I also, mean, and then also doing the dances as well if
4: you're
2: going to get a banter game for the Connect, it was going to be Kinect Scar, yeah. I mean, Scar- the, especially when you said about the technology the second
1: one like, according to Microsoft could read your heart rate through the just by looking that's, at the order I mean A I, which, I think
2: that's rubbish and B I think that's really I creepy th-
1: it is very creepy I think they proved that it could do that but it was it was some way that it did it or whatever but yeah oh I see stuff, you're enjoying this are we <laughs> <laughs> getting excited for these new products are we yeah. <laughs> but like yeah it was, it was weird the technology I don't think was utilised very well and obviously the way that it was marketed it just it felt like like they were always trying to catch up to Nintendo, yeah. which is obviously yeah. in the field at the
2: time. PlayStation Move as well.
1: Yeah, and like, and even with the Move, they then bundled it in with the P- uh, PlayStation VR because they had so many Move controllers left over, and it's like, oh, well, we can use this with the PSVR. That's so
2: expensive though, as well. I'd love to get, I'd love to stock. buy into PSVR, but I want to play until Rush of Blood but I don't want to pay seventy quid for no. a single bloody motion controller with a little you ice need cream to, ball
1: you need at two. the end of it. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good look. Um, one of the last uh, two, I quickly had the Wii U, which I think they it's something that Nintendo nailed with the Switch, but they tried to do the whole, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to want to have two screens, you're going to want to try and play on the couch, and everyone just went, it's no, we the
2: expectation people had with the, with the, the screen... Uh, controller was mm. what the switch was like people wanted to be able to take it and just like piss off with it yes you could jump in the car and off you go but mm-hmm. obviously that that was what was missing you were still tied down by an invisible wire plus we're talking so. about
1: gimmicks the wii u uh gamepad itself was so loaded with everything it looked like a drawing tablet that was also had the, the little triggers on had like a little ridge on the
2: back because this it was up. during the like almost during the ipad revolution as well yeah and i so. think they i
1: think they thought we can we can do everything we already have the momentum of the wii we can just roll it all in and it'll all just kind of work and everyone just kind of went we're we're gimmicked out to be honest we don't we <laughs> Don't need anymore. And um, the last one is one that you mentioned, you, which is uh, streaming. We can end on streaming and the future of playing anywhere.
3: That's the interesting thing because I bought into the PlayStation 4 because I wanted the upgrading graphics. I mm. wanted to get the new games. It was mm. mean about I, I knew that this was I had to. This was the leap yes. now. You know, I'm going to play new games if you're just going to stay on the old one. And I enjoyed the graphical advancements that right. were being made slowly but surely I kind of really got warmed around to the streaming aspects of the PlayStation. I know you stream using different software because you're on PC and stuff.
2: Uh, do you mean is um, it like streaming as a, a to an audience like to Twitch to rather than like... As I thought, like you I, contacting I, I
3: think a server and a game beam Both, I think, I've okay. not tried the actual, I, I know with the PlayStation now, I've not tried, I desperately want that to be functional. It but used and, to be so loud, and,
1: and, to Josh, it's better. Yeah.
3: Um, if that if they can get that right, that's really interesting mm-hmm. to me, and that is quite exciting. I don't. I, I tried playing. I tried using share play for a little bit as well. On that first, that feature got first got, mm-hmm. and that was quite a fun way of being able to kind of play a game with your friends yeah. and show them what was going on and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's never been used or deployed quite as. I want to say as effectively as they wanted to, and um, but the idea of streaming not only not only turning your your console into a thing that can stream to people, which I think is that handy because I used to do it occasionally. I used to just stream gameplay Mm. to people, and if they wanted to watch, they could watch. Yeah. Um, Not in like a massive way or anything, but then also being able to have an instant access to a library is interesting again. But then obviously that goes back into the whole idea of you know how do we as consumers um, consume media, Mm. and is that going to be having a detrimental knock-on effect to the high street in different places? at the same time mm. and there's definitely you, you've got to think up the ethical quandaries it raises at the same time because well just thinking about how you know we have high streets and how that kind oh, of supports how local lead. businesses yeah and, and all that sort of thing you know with d- game spots on its ass. So oh, not Gamespot, spot uh, game stop Ga- not Gamespot. spot they're good friends they're right. uh games stop mm-hmm. is on its ass. Game. game is it's on its ass. we don't have a game in newcastle city center anymore no it's only in the metro really a secondhand store uh, called CX. yes and uh yeah, it's a concern, and yeah. I think that's the big—that's going to be the big debate going forward. Mm-hmm. At least I would like it to be—I would like there to be some conversation about It'll it. because be people are just kind of it. dismissing these things as being like, "Oh well, I guess we will just going." I think they'll mm. just go
2: ahead with it in the next gen, kind mm. of like the connect with the Xbox One. They just went, "Okay, here it is, here you go." And if it doesn't work, okay, never mind, it's we'll it, just not bother. Cause at the end of the day, all of the streaming stuff always boils down to one thing, and that's your internet speed. Yeah, mm. and you know. As well we've see, as you see from standard demographics, it's not going to be great for everyone. I know, so. and
1: it's like going forward. Obviously, that Microsoft are doing their X Cloud stuff. We have Google Stadia, which kind of got re- like Google Stadia very much got received as a just as a bit of a joke because mm-hmm. you could see in the demonstration that it wasn't even being uh, responsive. That there was a live demo. To be honest, the,
2: uh, demo the, and the, the weird footage. one they showed off at uh, E3 from Bethesda. What was it called again? Orion oh the, um, the thing that apparently handles pack,
1: uh, packet data packets differently to get around yeah, it's because it's built into the game itself something and like even that, yeah. that
2: looked better than, yeah, than which, Stadia like, but I still
1: don't care that's fascinating that they can even like, like I don't know a computer can change the way it inputs the data to get around lag so that your, your input method is always responsive oh yeah it's
2: always based on where you plant that seed yeah. in the whole process obviously. which then but. could kind of potentially fix everything
1: and like, apparently the hands-on stuff from E3 with uh, Microsoft's tech um, according to the uh, Giant Bomb report with Phil Spencer uh, where he sits down with Jeff Gersman and talks about it and um, they said so that the the um, server that they had was running from like Florida but they were sitting in LA and it was completely um, lag free so it's like that's it seems like cr- g- you know, they're got getting the credit. There.
2: I mean I doubt they would be playing up on it if they didn't have it working mm. but again it's just when you open it to a mass market outside of a relatively like closed mm. uh, environment that's when it really goes into, into the it, misty like,
3: shires of England <laughs> <laughs> it's a completely different quantity.
2: British countryside where mm. you get a whole like it's one byte per second hook
3: your modem up to your local sheep and connect via the local <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs>
1: him running. But I mean in plus like uh, as like a uh, one of the reminders to me about the intrusiveness of um like online check-ins and online requirements is even that new re-released version of Doom from 1993. And um, if you play that on when I play that on PS4, um, because the Bethesda and um, they have Bethesda have mandated it so that their online software, you have to be checked if we logged in to play Doom and if their online servers are having a bit of a hiccup, it'll just keep throwing a big disconnect thing in, in your face, which obviously we didn't have in 1993. So they retroactively made that game worse. It's, it's genuinely on interesting stuff. thing
2: that Doom, the original one, got. Sh- Shared around for free.
1: Yeah. It's nuts. It's just it's really weird. Nuts. But like yeah, that I do, like, yeah, sort of like online functionality is, is like, uh, online connections is in theory very streamlined and it should be the future. But if any hiccups happen on the, the base connection level, it's just going to forever. It's just, everything just, out of just
2: whack. everyone copy GOG. They're doing it right. Yeah. They're doing it right. Okay. DRM free. That's Friends I, I, of CD Projekt.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's their, yeah. That's
2: their team. That's their, that's their, that's their friends.
1: Well, let us know do think down in the comments below if you're watching the video version of this anyway, or you can find us on social media if you're listening on any audio platforms. For now, though, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host. Your host? Your I've host. been your host, Scott Hilbert, do, and I've been joined. Do host. I'm do host. I'm also Adam. What's that guy called? Max Haas? Max, Max Haas from Max Haas, <laughs> <laughs> the host,
2: the host of the World Culture Gaming Podcast. John Murray Chudson. I have been his co-host.
1: Rich <laughs> Thank you
3: for listening. And you, in person. I have no pun, but I have been you and and goodbye. I
1: will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Max Haas. Bye.
1: Max Haas. <laughs>
2: Max Haas.